Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Gatehouse Sales Training and Leadership Podcast presents the Sales Excellence Series for Leaders with Director of Sales Training for Gatehouse Media, Mike Senorani. Yeah, what I want to be able to do here is if I can is just give you a couple really quick tips on just, we would call it like a sales formula for lack of a better term. We've been probably around the nation to about two thirds of the offices, I'm going to say at this point. And one of the things that we've noticed is that a lot of times, you know, sales reps are just kind of being, and not to blame anybody, just more reactive than proactive. They're kind of letting the business run them versus the other way around. So I want to see if we can maybe give you a couple quick tips on how we might be able to reverse this. The, the main thing we want to talk about here is the idea of how can we go about making sure that the time that the sales reps spend in the field is, and this is whether they're inside sales or outside, but how can they talk to better, more profitable types of customers that are obviously going to bring us in more money? Money. And they can, but there has to be a smarter approach here. So a lot of this is about building a pipeline. And so the way we look at it is that every single sales rep has three different kind of buckets that they have to think about, right? So there's a key account list, right? Think about the Pareto principle, your 80-20 rule. If you took your top 20% of your accounts, if you're a sales rep, you know that that's going to be worth about 80% of your total dollars. So you've got to treat those guys like gold. We, we can't afford to lose those guys. And so we would say that's full selling in the real world process, full planning and preparation, being able to speak their language, going into every single one of those calls with great questions to really dissect where that business is today versus where it could be if we took them you know, into the right area. And so the next, next part of this would be going after the, the right type of new business as well. And so what's, what's the right formula? So if we look at the existing accounts, you'll see the first bracket here is your top 20%. And these are the guys that we would say, again, first class service. They get full-blown selling in the world, world type of um, planning preparation. The rest of the 80% would be more of what we would call fly fishing. If anybody's been through the program so far, you know what we mean by that. Fly fishing is, would be an example of where we would go into every single conversation with four or five laser industry-specific significant questions. If they bite, then we try to reel it in to say, okay, you know what, maybe this guy could be a major player. We just haven't approached him the right way in the past. However, if we find out fairly quickly that even ask, asking a few of these types of questions, they either don't have the bandwidth to take on any more business, they really don't want to grow any bigger, this maybe gets moved over to more of a transactional type of a person that keeps those accounts live, but we know that really trying to spend hours and hours with that type of a client might not be the best use of our time. And then finally, how do we go after those new prospects? So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about those. And so the new prospect, if we go about this the right way, the, the key accounts on the left-hand side, that first bracket, and the top prospects, that bracket on the right-hand side, those are the two main buckets that we want to spend most of our time when we're doing the right type of planning and preparation. So let me give you kind of a little bit of an example of this. So, so this would be kind of like an example of what their calendar might look like. A lot of times when we'll go into an area and we'll spend a couple of days with some of the sales folks, you know, we'll say, so tell me what you got going on today. And, you know, they might be chasing down a special section. There could be some kind of a special initiative that they're trying to finish up. 
But a lot of times it's just kind of flying around, picking up orders, that kind of thing. And, of course, as you guys know really well, a lot of it, too, unfortunately, is spent with a lot of administrative tasks. So, you know, the idea of being able to spend a full day in the field in today's world, unfortunately, just isn't very realistic. You know, we're hopefully going to be moving more to that with accelerating change to give, you know, the, the, the reps that want to be more consultative, that can be, they have the ability to do so, to spend more of their time in the field with the right people. And the folks that want to be more transactional, great. We need those guys that they spend more of their time handling a lot of those quicker, smaller, faster accounts as well. So this calendar kind of gives you an example if we're talking about, you know, more of a consultative type of a rep that we're trying to really give them all the tools to be even better, what would that week look like? You know, before I came on to Gatehouse full-time, I was told that the average MMFC would be, you know, the goal would be to get one new appointment a day. Well, I've been told over and over throughout the country that's just not realistic. So, all right, let's, let's say this. What if each MMFC could go after three brand new, the right types of new prospects appointments per week? What if they could get three per week? You know, what would that mean to you as a, a manager? What would that mean to your office if that could happen? By the way, quick side note, uh, if Columbus is on the phone, they could, they could kind of confirm this for us. When we were there last year, we saw them going from like one out of 14 door knocks, you know, to get an appointment down to one out of five using the approach that you know, we kind of worked with them on when we were there. You know, our goal is to try to get down to one out of three or four if you do it properly, but still one out of five, not that bad. And so if you had to do you know, three or four or five door knocks, you know, a couple of times a, uh, a week to get three appointments, we feel that that's pretty doable. So the green X's on this slide, they indicate three brand new appointments per week. Another quick side note is that when Columbus was getting those appointments and getting to the CNA, about 38% of those were actually closing. So think about that for a second. You know, that's, that means at the end of a, a month that looks like this, if we're talking about, you know, 12 appointments, if even four of those were sold, that's a pretty good month. If each of your sales reps had four brand new orders coming in per month with the right types of prospects, I'll talk about that in just a second. Think about what that might mean for your office. The other idea would be to have, you know, with your key accounts, you're not going to have as many of those because that's the top 20%, but maybe those are two a week. So two per week with key accounts, three brand new appointments. You know, the rest of the week is going to consist of obviously taking care of a lot of those small orders and the rest of, you know, processing the, the orders that you have, the administrative tasks and building proposals along with the help with the engineers and that kind of thing. So just kind of keep something like this in mind. You know, if, if the sales reps don't or you're not thinking about it this way with your sales reps today, then maybe this is something you can kind of put in terms of top of mind awareness for them to just have a better process, have a better formula for how they handle their week, the idea of being more proactive than reactive. So let me, let me kind of give you a, a, like an idea what a day might look like here. You know, a, a day might look like this. You know, let's say they start out the office here. They start out the office to go to their first appointment. Now, the idea would be, again, that they have like two or three appointments, but, you know, they, if they get stood up, by the way, one of the things we talk about is at least talk to whoever's, your, whoever's there if they get stood up on that first appointment. They would talk to that person, ask the questions that they would want to ask that regular person that they had the appointment with just to get as much knowledge as they can. If that person is there, of course, they're going to go through their full-blown CNA with them. And then they might have, you know, an hour or so between appointments. Those are opportunities to go talk to some of those prospects. But it's also opportunity, you know, geographically to talk to some of the smaller accounts. You know, so if they had two or three of these kinds of appointments a day, this would be a pretty productive day. 
uh, the way we look at it. And then I'll finish it up with this. How do you go about this? Let, let me give you like an idea of how to go after prospects. This is, this is kind of a way we would think about it. So I was, we were out in Oklahoma City. So let's just say for an example, you know, that I was a sales rep working for you guys. If you said, hey, Mike, you don't have any book of business here. How would you go about it? Well, here's exactly how I would go about it. First, two criteria. One, go after prospects where you can speak the language. So if you know a little bit about, let's say, the medical industry, if you know a little bit about legal, maybe it's education, maybe it's home services, what, you know, whatever it happens to be, then say to yourself, okay, these are the kinds of companies that I'm going to go after the prospect. So in this example, I might go after remodeling contractors if I lived in Oklahoma City. So I type that into Google, and you can see on the left-hand side, there's the page that comes up, right? Now, quick tip. On, the, on my first pass, by the way, I'm probably not going to call on those guys in the first page. Why? Because they're going to give you the excuse that, look, I'm already doing all this perfectly. I don't need your help. Now, whether that's true or not, we can circle back on those guys later on. But you see the arrow at the bottom? Maybe I go to page three. Now, on the right-hand side, that's what page three looks like. And notice that I'm going to go after this guy named Triple Diamond Construction, okay? So if I go onto that guy or that gen just circled right there, why? If you know a little bit about CEO or SEO, I should say, you're going to know that this guy's not taking full advantage of his title tag. He could have 55 to 60 characters there. He's not using that. So I know the guy's got a little bit of issues there. Secondly, that he's not taking advantage probably of his full meta description tag or the content that he's got on his um, homepage because you can see that it, he's just not using everything he could be in, that, in the snippet there. So I can see that really quickly. The thing I don't know is whether or not this guy's got any money because that's the second criteria. Does he have any money? Well, here's what I can do next. You see the About Us page here or Why Us? I click on that, and then all of a sudden, look at the staff. So I see this, okay, you know what? This guy's a fairly big company here. This isn't just a one or two man team here. There might be some money here. We can see some of his work. So we see some of the examples of his work here. This guy's got pretty high quality work here too. This might be somebody I might go after. He becomes a prospect now. And, and let me finish it up with this. If I go back over to the Google Maps where you see more places on the left-hand side, well, you know if I click on that, I'm going to get 15 or 20 remodeling contractors now within a 15 to 20-mile radius. That means for the next couple of weeks, depending upon where I'm going to meet with my key accounts, I can start to try to look at all the rest of these guys that I might want to go after. Even if I spent an hour planning questions for remodeling contractors, think about that. You might think to yourself, well, wow, that's a lot of wasted time for going after one prospect. But you're not. You're going after 15 or 20 or maybe even 25 prospects. All you have to do then is look at the guy's website before you walk in. What's he telling the public versus what is he not telling the public that you might want to know from a, from a buyer's perspective? And there's your opening questions to be able to walk in the door. Uh, i got to brag about OKC just for a second here because Oklahoma City just did this. And out of 25 cold calls that they, they made, they got 13 appointments. Pretty good, right? That's unbelievable, actually. Nobody's hit ratio is usually that high. But when I talked to him about this, uh, you know, the, the manager for that group came right out and said the reason we got those appointments was because of this type of preparation, because we had a game plan, we had great questions, and that helped us to get those appointments. Now, if they can do kind of, you know, similar in terms of success to what Columbus did, that means that 38% of those, now that they're going to go do the CNAs with those 13, that they're going to turn into a, a new clients for them. They're going to be going out and seeing those guys this week. So think about that. You know, that could be five brand new businesses that they bring in this month just using this approach. 
the Sales Excellence Series for Leaders with Director of Sales Training for Gatehouse Media, Mike Senorani. 